in the naughty 90s, diamonds were already a girl's best friend on This Movie Must Die. Welcome to This Movie Must Die. I'm Steven Sperling. I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm Josh Sperling. Today on This Movie Must Die, we are doing our most acclaimed film yet. All the other films we've done before were either very obscure, which was the case with all of them except one. And that one was known for being bad. This one, on the other hand, was a Best Picture nominee. It's our first Best Picture nominee. I don't know if we'll have any others, but we have this one. And we may or may not be grateful for it. I do not know. I am grateful for it. I, I well, I won't give away how I feel about this movie already. We are doing She Done Him Wrong from 1933, starring the inimitable Mae West. Actually, she's she's very imitable, but nobody imitates her as well as she imitates herself. <laughs> we, what are we doing? We're probably doing... <laughs> What the hell are we doing? We don't know. I I don't know either. I just I I, I just turned on the. Okay, we're right. on planet Earth. I'm okay. We we'll are. start. We'll, Stephen, we'll no. Start there. <laughs> I'm not going to be here very much longer, though. When Elon Musk takes us to Mars, I'm going. You're already on Mars. Stephen. I was like, <laughs> you're already there. I don't even have a a good joke for that. Because it just is by itself. It just it, 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 my whole existence is a joke. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I would never say that. Is he a spectacle to you? He's a spectacle to me. <laughs> I much... want to go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> what is that a reference to? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There's there's a viral video, and I only know what viral videos are because I like a guy who makes viral, takes the audio from vi viral videos and makes metal songs out of them, like people uh -oh. yelling things, and he makes... Anyway, so my favorite one is about a guy who's yelling at the mall about why it's closed. He says, why are you closed? Tell us why you're closed. Why are you doing this to us? I want to go shopping We want to shop. <laughs> why are you closed? And at the end, he realizes somebody's been filming him the whole time. And he turns to him and says, is this funny? Am I a spectacle to you? Oh, no. It's just a spectacle to you. It's just a spectacle to you. It's just funny. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, no, it's hilarious. You've got to see this thing. Oh, my gosh. Are you nuts? Are you crazy? At last time, I believe you were... 
crowing over somebody who destroyed her scalp with gorilla glue. <laughs> I was. I was. And and then I guess, you know, she got her GoFundMe money and the GoFundMe people locked her money up because they Is like that true. Yeah. They said that she was wasn't going to use it for what she said. Oh. She was, but she's just going to leave her ruined scalp and go take a trip to Tahiti or something. Well, no, she already got that fixed for free. Oh, right. Yeah. Somebody offered to fix it for free. So then she's like, oh, I'm going to donate it. And they went, oh, yeah, sure you are. <laughs> so I don't know where it's at now, but now she's bitching and moaning that she's Internet famous and she didn't want it. And man, 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 man. But we all know she did. Yeah, I'm not trusting her either. I don't trust people who put gorilla glue in their hair. Is that is why. that prejudiced? Yeah, that's a I think gorilla it's racist. Sane. I think. Stop talking. <laughs> oh, he's got an edit button. I'm not going to use it for anything that embarrasses you. Darn right, it. right. So okay. anyway, so do anyway. we have to talk about this piece of yes. cinematic? Uh, piece of what? Cinematic, is it cinematic? Cinem- cinem- okay, thank you. I thought you said something else. I, I was like, Cinticlimactic. Oh. Cinticlimactic. It's yeah. just awful. Uh, it's wonderful. It's great. It's fantastic. Are we talking about Show's this over. thing or what? That's all it is. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah, we're, we're talking about it. This movie is from 1933, which makes it our oldest film so far. And it is our first, possibly last film with Mae West. Who knows? You never know what's coming up. Up. Our first film with Cary Grant. It's set in the 1890s. I was just about to say 1990s. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's set in the 1890s and takes place in a bar room and there's uh, all sorts of stuff going on. There's diamonds, there's stolen diamonds, there's jail room visits, there's killings and suicides or attempted suicides, all sorts of stuff going on in this uh, film packed into 66 minutes. And we are going to review it for you today because we your convenience and we are so sorry we uh, w- <laughs> <laughs> already to have to do it because it's so much work for us oh, i feel uh, you just destroyed my mood but i'll i'll continue <laughs> along i'll continue sorry, sorry for our sinful mood spoiling where's my Ow. where's my soma from brave new world so we are going to make a list of uh, loves and or we already have made a list of loves and hates, or at least they have. I have not because I overslept. Well, we haven't made the list. We haven't actually watched the movie yet. So if you want to hang on for a second, we'll watch the movie. <laughs> back we'll let you know 60, what we think of it. Back in 66 minutes, folks. <laughs> oh, can I ask a question? Yes, please. Because I, I don't remember. Josh and I looked it up and I forgot what we decided. So was this movie... After Prohibition or before Prohibition? It was during Prohibition. <gasps> you mean I watched Illegal Activities for 66 minutes? Yes, I'm afraid you did. I'm afraid you uh, did. I, well, didn't Prohibition get uh, repealed the year that this film came out? Oh, um, let's look that up really quick. I'm guessing uh, it was still in force when they filmed it but probably repealed around the time that it was being released. Uh, not necessarily. You're, you're not guessing that because of all the beer being shown, are you? Because, you know, with all the censorship going on, for some reason, no one bothered to censor all the alcohol that was on screen. And I don't know why that was, but 
a lot of movies took advantage of the fact that people were missing their alcohol and they showed it to you on screen and made you drool. Uh, yeah. It's interesting because, yeah, then they they obviously must not have realized how much films influenced our culture. So you want to drink more because you're seeing everybody else do it in, in the film. I'm guessing the main censors didn't care about it. Hmm. The the main censors were what was that? Um, that's the cat. Oh, we forgot to give the we forgot can to give our producers. Oh yes, I can. I do you want I me can. to get rid of her and put her out? In the no, I do not. I do not. Now she gets the credit and <laughs> IMDb credit because she's on the film. And now we need to give her the credit. We're, we're, she's uh, she's the producer. She is. She's definitely at least a co-producer, but yeah, yes. she's, she's executive producer, I think. So produced by, and please uh, give her name. It's Mew Cats. It, no, it is not. Her name is Martha Meowther King Jr. Okay. Don't use that because that is not appropriate. I don't think I, I, we, we, we've disagreed with about this. before. Why am I not talking about this old chick who thinks she's hot in a movie? Is Why it am not I okay to honor uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. by naming our cat sort of after him? Why is that a bad thing? I don't because understand Because he that. doesn't want that. He deserves better than that. He's dead. You don't know what he wants. Stephen, are you going to like rail this in or what? <laughs> I am the ghost of Martin Luther King. What do you think about us naming our cast sort of after you? I approve. See, I have a dream you. that my cat, that your cat, uh, I'm not even going to go with that joke. You do not have the right to pretend to be his ghost. Steven, did you hear That's that? That's not I'm, correct. Did, were you getting that on your audio? I think we heard a ghost. Yeah, don't tell me about your ghost whispering delusions. I don't want to hear about them. But I call her Mew Cats. Josh calls her Martha. Oh, maybe she could just go by Martha. Like Cher just goes by one name. Okay, Why don't we yeah, do that, work. Steven? Yeah, just that'll work. Martha. Produced think, by Martha. Are we going to talk about this movie or what? Yes, um, I, I was please. I was trying to find out when Prohibition ended. It says 1933, but it doesn't say the exact date. I, I did read an essay about this film that said that audiences were likely sighing at the sight of all this beer. So I'm guessing that Prohibition was still in effect at that time. But yeah, you see ton, lots and lots of alcohol during the Prohibition period on on screen and okay. yeah for some reason that wasn't being censored i like i said the catholics are the main uh people you know creating these decency groups mm -hmm. so maybe they don't have a problem with alcohol i mean they they do drink the blood of jesus via wine so i yeah catholics because i was raised we like to drink. oh i didn't know you were raised as catholic yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. Alcohol is not a problem. That is how you cope with being Catholic. <laughs> but are you talking about drinking alcohol or Jesus's blood? Both. Both. OK. The audiences of the day were uh, were also a lot of them were seeing a time depicted in which they had lived. It was only 40 years before. And a lot of them were still alive. Uh, so a lot of this was nostalgic. A lot of this was especially funny to them because they remembered these songs. They remember the times. Were they working class people that would normally go see a movie like this? Oh, yeah. Could, yeah. They, could they even afford that? I guess during that time period. I was oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what 
poor people did was go to the movies. Even they could scrape up a, a dime to get into the movie theater. Uh, that okay. was, yeah, that was a big, big thing for for the poor, for the suffering during during Prohibition. They that's how they. Uh, entertain themselves by by going into the movies and forgetting their troubles and letting people like Mae West and Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers make them forget. That's what the audience of the day would have felt. So let's do our loves and hates. First for loves, why don't we start with you, Aaron? Oh, I have to pick things I loved. You have to pick things you loved. I'm all my heart is already sinking because I think I know the reaction of both of you to this best picture nominee. Okay, you should. Did you see the look on our faces when you said that? (laughs) It was a look of shock and awe. That that was even something. I mean, were these people drunk when they gave it that? Maybe there weren't any other pictures released in 33. (laughs) Maybe that, or like I said, they were all drunk drunk when they were making the choices here. I must say that I thought her costumes were stunning. I did. I thought, so whoever that person was that put those together is kudos because the hats, the right down to the cane, to the jewelry, it was all just top notch. And I thought it was interesting how they really made everybody around her kind of average or below average dressing and 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 they were all wearing dark colors so that she really stood out even yeah. more in the light dresses and things like that that she was wearing. She really was a, a big contrast. The costume designer in this film was Edith Head, and she is responsible for some of those beautiful dresses, costumes that we've uh, seen on women from this period to the 50s. I can't I can't remember when she stopped working or died, but uh, a lot of people today know her in caricature form as the character in The Incredibles. Josh, do you remember her character name in that movie, Bunny Chance? I believe her character is Edith. Oh, it's just Edith. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know. Uh, I actually know. I've seen that movie. I like it. Yeah. So uh, she was based on the real Edith Head. And I think that's a great tribute to her because it's, it's a great character uh, mm-hmm. in The Incredibles. I loved it. And she made some beautiful, stunning dresses, dresses that fit the time periods of the movies, fit the mood of the movies. You know, a lot of, lot of Hitchcock films. Grace Kelly looked absolutely gorgeous. Kim Novak. Uh, because of Edith Head and oh, Grace Kelly would look stunning in a potato sack. I know. <laughs> I know. Good lord! Oh, know. We could have had Grace Kelly, and she'd done him wrong. <laughs> Only she was. Uh, then they older. probably would have won, and they wouldn't have just been a nominee. Uh-huh. Well, I don't think it would have been very nice to have a baby in this role. I did say if she was a little older. Um. So I have another like love slash question. Yes. So I and Josh and I talked about it too where we noticed in the in the credits at the beginning it, 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 she was listed twice kind of like as a producer well, it and said, it's, and it's, what was the other well, no, thing? it just said by Mae West which was interesting because she didn't direct it she didn't write it what exactly was by Mae West and I guess the thing that I was gonna say is that I liked that during that time period here was a woman who was able to carve her way to the top to the point that she could, you know, make or produce or just have an extremely strong hand in her movies. So go May. 
okay, he, well, here's how sexist you both are because you both assumed that she did not write it, but she did. I didn't assume well, it said that screenplay, that's... but I didn't assume it said screenplay by, and it wasn't May West. Yeah, screenplay was somebody else. Well, here's the story behind that. She wrote many, many plays in the 20s, and they were huge successes, but they were also extremely controversial. They were uh, they often got her. I, I don't know if it was often, but sometimes they got her in jail. You know, the, the cops would come raid the, the stage because they were they were doing naughty, naughty things on this stage. And Diamond Lil was the movie that, or I'm sorry, the play that this movie was based on and the Hayes code, the Hayes board, I, I, that organization, the censor organization, they had already said, Diamond Lil, you're, you're, you're out. You can't, you cannot ever make a movie out of this play. And so they had to kind of skirt it by changing the title, changing the character names. The credited screenwriters are just through in some added material to further disguise the fact that this was based on Diamond Lil. But the Hayes Code said no, no, no to that play. And so they could not give her the proper credit because of the censorship. So they just gave her the credit by Mae West. But, but still, the fact that somebody, a woman at that time period. Oh, yeah. You it's, know, that's like basically she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. And like I said, go her. Well, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, that definitely answers my curiosity about why it was by Mae West, but also explains some other things about why the film is the way it is, which I'll get into later. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And the last thing, because I know I'm, I get three, is I'm really glad that I use, I learned the word pip, and I intend to use that something is a pip. Well, life is a pip. Life is a pip on a regular basis. That is going to be my new go-to. Uh, it was Chippy Monk. Now it's Pip. Were you reminded of that or was that the first time you ever heard yeah, that? Yeah, it was the first time I ever heard that. Why can't, oh. it, why can't you put it together and just be Pippi Monk? Oh, my God. I can be Pippi Monk. The uh, slang is something I'll bring up when it's my turn again. But that was the one I liked the best. And, and I just thought it was just uh, very interesting that the terminology these folks were using, I got the impression were not just, you know, time oriented, but also socioeconomic oriented. Now, I love that comment, except it's kind of sad that you tried to combine this movie with Hillbilly Blitzkrieg. Folks, the, <laughs> the word the word Chippy Monk, the word Chippy Monk uh, comes from Hillbilly Blitzkrieg, which was the second movie we reviewed. And I do not like to hear she done him wrong, spoken in the same breath as Hillbilly Blitzkrieg. But I just did it. And now I'm going to have to shoot myself. Uh, <laughs> insert gunshot noise here. Oh, Let's, anyway, so did I do okay, Stephen? Did I get an A? You got an A. I don't know how I'm going to grade your grade of this movie, but for that list of loves, you do get an A. Oh, well, good job, I think I think we should reward me by putting my name first when we do the roll call. <laughs> and yeah. then, so I'm thinking it'll be Aaron Paris, Josh Sperling, and the rest. That, that works for me. I think that's I think, good. Yeah. What do you think, Stephen? I do not like that idea. And <laughs> you had already faxed me over your version of the credits, which started out by Aaron Paris. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. And the rest. And the rest. Uh, I don't think Martha's going to appreciate that either. Oh, but you'd be in good company. <laughs> Josh, what are your list of loves for She Done Them Wrong from 1933? <laughs> well, Okay. I, I have been moaning since the very beginning of this podcast. Since the very beginning of every podcast. I, well, I meant the, the podcast series. I'm sorry. It's a love. Not, not this episode. It's a love. Don't forget. Yeah. No, this is my love. I, I was, I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. I love my brother. Is that it? <laughs> no, that's, you know, we've watched a lot of bad movies, you know, yes, and yes. I was excited for this one. And I thought, oh, oh crap, this is actually going to be a good movie. It's got Cary Grant in it, for God's sake. And yes. everybody knows anybody who's a fan of this podcast knows that I have mentioned. Cary you should have just before. stopped at Holy crap. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Mae West, West, who, you know, I've, I've never actually seen a Mae West movie before, but of course we all know who Mae West is. So I, I was excited <laughs> to see that. And I thought, oh my God, this is actually going to be a good one and because this is my love i will i will say this that when you're comparing this movie to disfigured hicks and singing cowboys and little people westerns this is an absolute masterpiece so i will give you that Stephen. <laughs> i wanted more but apparently i'm that not is never it. gonna happen uh, so, so, come on. As per usual with me, even if I don't like the film, I always like Cary Grant. And I think I've mentioned specifically in this podcast before that I think every movie would be improved with uh, by adding Cary Grant to it. And but what I haven't mentioned is I think that's actually in production. They're making special edition versions of every single high billing film with a Cary Grant version of it. So that but, is fighting words, mister. No, no. I mean, th there's <laughs> in production right now. I know that they're working on uh, Lord of the Rings and they add uh, Cary Grant into it. You know, he's just a little, you know, Froto, Froto, Froto. <laughs> Was it Cary Grant as Iron Man? Are we <laughs> yeah. going that yeah, route? I'm too? sure we'll that get would, there. I'm sure we'll get there. That would be very good, actually. I don't think we urgently need Cary Grant in that role. There are some roles uh, that more urgently need him. I do not want to put him in the lead of Hillbilly Blitzkrieg, but you did say something about the the high high rated movies. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah. So we wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't need to go back to Hillbilly Blitzkrieg because yes, it would improve upon it, but still nobody's going to watch it, so they're not going to bother with. And it. is that really fair to Cary Grant to no. put him through that? I don't think so. Not even like a holographic Cary Grant. Still not okay. <laughs> You know, he didn't get to do a lot throughout a, a lot of the, the film, but he does play an interesting role and, and he turns out to be more important than what we realized. And I like that. So I liked I always like seeing it, Cary Grant. And let's see. Oh, oh. Um, so just the title. You, you have to appreciate she done him wrong because <laughs> you don't want to. There aren't a lot of intellectuals coming to films in the 30s. It's all really just pretty much brain dead morons. And you have to um, oh my God. write podcast is titles of language, you know, titles in the language that uh, brain dead hillbillies could appreciate like she done him wrong. Uh, so. You're killing me here. And you're just killing our ratings because anybody who was attracted to this episode, oh, she done them wrong. It's a classic. Nobody talks about that on the on podcast. They always talk about cheap horror films. Uh, and now you have uh, ruined our popularity in I, advance. I don't 
think that is what is going to bring people <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> but isn't that why I'm I'm in the cast is because I'm just blasphemous and 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 that will badmouth any bad movie and it does, and there's nothing off limits to me. I mean, you, you want to talk about Gone with the Wind or or Citizen Kane? Do we, we do we do I need to talk about these movies? I think I need to make up a list of limits for you. <laughs> I quit. <clears throat> I was I was already ready to walk out once it couldn't be uh, Josh Sperling and the rest. <laughs> All these Gilligan's Island references is it, just below us. Hey, hey, us. how could we have a podcast talking about classic cinema and not talk about Gilligan's Island? Probably the most cinematic sitcom there has ever been. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to bash the film the way that I bash the rest of them, because compared to the other ones, like I said earlier, it's it's it has a lot going on. Like you mentioned, killings and and uh, diamond stealing. And uh, there's a lot going on. It's, it is very colorful. And compared to other films that have been nominated for the best film of the year. Yes, not so great. But compared to Hillbilly Blitzkrieg, this is a freaking masterpiece. OK, now let's go on to our hates Aaron what did you hate about hey, whoa, this oh buddy what did you like about this movie oh that's right that's right oh I forgot about me good Lo- job Josh <laughs> I was just kidding about that and the rest stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh go, go ahead we care about you yeah I can I can feel it <laughs> <laughs> I did love this movie, so it definitely wasn't difficult for me to to make a list here. I suppose I should start with just the force of nature that is Mae West. So much is said about her that I don't need to say anything about her except that I I just love her personality, what what she what she pulls off in this film. She's just a force of nature in this movie. I love the lines in this film. Her her movies are famous for their wisecracks and I laughed many, many times during this movie. I love the innuendo and the the suggestion. And and it it got me hot. I I have to admit. (laughs) If you could could see like what we're doing, you can't. No, you can't. Were you enjoying that? I didn't see it. A little bit of like having heart attacks or strangling ourselves. I'm I'm glad you weren't doing the J.O. motion. That's. technical trouble but we are back and i hope my mic is working properly <laughs> okay here's my love uh here are my the start again here's my three list of loves not my three list of loves here are my list <laughs> how many here's, lists do you need <laughs> here's my list of three loves that's what i meant to say i think okay who knows what I meant to say? Uh, I'm starting with just Mae West herself. She is a force of nature. She's extremely funny, extremely. Uh, I I don't want to say sexy because she's really not, but she she pulls it off. She 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 pulls off playing sexy. It's quite a performance. There's a reason that we still remember Mae West, and there's a reason that everybody was. You know, trying to imitate her the moment the moment she came on screen, and she's just she's just something else. I love the lines in this movie, and that's what everybody loves in a Mae West film are the great lines that she writes herself. There's a line 
Come Up Sometime and See Me, which was improved upon in the very next film, which was Come Up and See Me Sometime. That's that's Mae West's best line, but it's really the jokes and everything that really make a Mae West film what it is. The innuendo, the sexual banter, the sexual uh, innuendos. We'll, we'll talk in a minute about what a pre-code film is. I meant to ask you, weren't you a little surprised by how how uncensored this movie was? It Was that unusual for the 30s? Because I know that it's pre-code, so it didn't surprise me. I did you? See, I remember you saying something about that, though, Aaron. Could, could you really do this? I think it was about the costumes yeah, of the was, dancing girls. Yeah, it was the dancing girl costumes. I was surprised. I was like, whoa, is this a movie that a family could go see, I think is what I asked at the time, because in the intro, it makes it pretty darn clear that you're not supposed to see a woman's legs, that that's like considered inappropriate. What For the and 90s when it was set, but not in the 30s when it was filmed. Either way, my point is, is that you've got kind of a dichotomy there of you're making it clear that women should are dressing a certain way. And then you have women wearing something really close to a modern one piece bathing suit. And, and it just seemed weird. Right. But, it, but families would have wanted to come to see the film in the thirties families, families wouldn't have gone into a sleazy bar in, in the nineties. I think that's the difference. Are you in agreement with this, Stephen? Yes, families would not have gone to that bar. That's why we didn't see any kids in the in the picture. Or little people. Totally. Or, or little people, yeah. Oh, my didn't. God. Oh, my God. I, Are you yeah. having flashbacks to uh, Terror in Tiny Town? <laughs> I'm just glad that my last name is not my real last name. <laughs> she doesn't want anybody to know this is really her. What? She's under an alias. She's actually got a a, a, a disguise on, too. I, I don't know why, because our camera's not on, but... I'm going to grow a beard like Greg Sestero and see if, like, then nobody knows <laughs> who I am. What no, what, what embarrassed you? What, what, what happened? I don't get it. I, I think it was my reference to little people. Anytime that you mention anybody who's not like you, she thinks that's offensive. Oh, I see. Even if it's mentioned in a good light, you're just not supposed to bring that up. No, you equated little people to children, and they're not children. Some, some of them are. Sometimes you can have a, a little person who's still a child. That's not what you meant, and it, you're being rude. <laughs> okay. Sorry, little Go people. Go ahead, Stephen, with the things you love about this film. <sighs> I can I can hear the the sarcasm in your voice. You you um you have a, a vocal quality that I think would be <laughs> good for imitating Bay West. That that's is the primary reason why I had you guys watch this. Oh, and I've yet to hear her imitate. Oh, that'll Mae that, West. I've been doing it a lot. Lately. I will. That's going to be I think my sign off this okay. time good. around. Oh, right. good, good. Yeah, that that's the primary reason. Also, I didn't know if you guys were familiar with pre-code films because. You were talking in the previous episodes about some of the things that surprised you that they got away with. And this movie, oh, my God, this this movie gets away with far more, like 100 times more than anything we've seen previously. Uh, it, it probably wasn't me talking about that because I'm familiar with 
with pre-code phones. I haven't seen a lot. I mean, obviously, listeners probably realize my knowledge uh, of film as a whole is pretty good, but the 30 specifically not so good as I don't tend to like them as well. I don't like the early talkies as well. I don't feel like they've really found their voice you know no 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 pun intended there i mean i remember when you and i i had already seen the movie metropolis before i met you but Mm -hmm. when we watched it together again you know that was one of my comments i was like whoa how did they you know get away with right and i'm like right and and of course my explanation was you know that was was, uh, a 20s and 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 also that it was german and both of those things made the difference i guess it was just a free-for-all so if you know (laughs) yeah yeah you definitely couldn't have gotten away with what you got away with in in metropolis in in a later american film for sure yeah so may west she done him wrong and the film that came out later in the year i am no angel they often get the credit for the sudden crackdown on morals in movies. The Hayes really? Code, really? Yeah, when it says when it says pre-code, it means pre-production code. Pre the production code was already in effect, but uh, it was very very strictly enforced after these two films. Some people dispute that. Some people say that the the bigger problem was a couple of Barbara Stanwyck movies uh, that came out around the time, including a baby face. Uh, in fact, Mae West herself thinks that's, that's mainly the reason why the crackdown suddenly happened. But most people today credit Mae West's two movies for the crackdown because the, the, these movies were just a sensation in well, it's interesting. one. It's interesting, though, that you mentioned uh, what, what did you say the next May West movie was? I'm no angel. I'm no angel. OK, uh, because you mentioned that the next film had the line come up and see me sometime. And it was that's interesting because when I was watching this one and she has a, a slightly varied version of that, I thought, oh, is this the movie that brought this line to us and it's a sort of, you know, Luke, I'm your father sort of thing where he didn't actually say that, but this is the line, you know, because come up and see me sometime is better than come up sometime and see me. That doesn't flow quite as well. So it's it's interesting that you point out which movie that the line actually came from. But another odd thing is that a lot of trivia entries say that this is the most uh, misquoted line in film history uh, because the line has really come up sometime and see me, but it's it's not. I mean, the very same year, I'm No Angel came out, and she said, come up and see me sometime, and that's the line we all quote. I mean, I guess some people might might get it wrong and say that it came from she done it wrong rather than I'm No Angel, but it's really not a misquoted line. When we say come up and see me sometime, we're talking about a film that really came from a Mae West movie, you know, unlike uh, Play It Again, Sam, that that actual line is not actually said in Casablanca, but Come Up and See Me Sometime is a line that is said in Mae West's second starring movie, her third movie, uh, but her second starring one. It's not really misquoted. My Other Loves, uh, I think I've already mentioned the script. I just, uh, it's terrific. Not, Mm. Not so much, not so much the plot, the, the plot's fine. The plot kept me engaged. I think it was a little too uh, complicated at some yes. point. So there's at okay. least one woman. I forgot to mention, uh, write down her character name, but there's at least one woman in there who seems extraneous. She Her point just seems to be somebody that Mae West needs to talk to to keep the plot going. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Is it the woman with the weird forehead? No, I think he's talking about the woman that had the... The hot guy with the foreign accent. No, 
No, because she oh, okay. she has a purpose in the plot. But there's a, another woman who just seems to be a random friend of Mae West in the movie. I don't, I don't even remember her then. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. She must not have jumped out at me. Okay. Important or extraneous. Yeah, so it was, a, it was a little too complicated. It was a little bit difficult keep juggling all the characters. Yes, yes. In yes. My head. Yes. He and I talked about that as well. Yeah. It, I'll, it was... I'll get into that a little bit more, too. Yeah, so okay, put good, in my good. husband's material. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. I will. Another thing was the authenticity of the whole atmosphere. Now, I, I have no way of knowing whether or not everything was actually authentic. Uh, I'd be one of the last people to ask about that, but uh, it felt very real. The the, the whole atmosphere, the sets, uh, you know, there were little details like the uh, the backdrop where the performers perform. The backdrop kept swaying a little bit. I don't know people. You know, people looked like they were really real people. You know, they were the the singer was sweating a little bit, and the the people were. Uh, didn't seem to be wearing costumes. They seemed to be wearing the, clo- the clothes that they normally wore. I just felt very. I just felt it was very authentic. Did you get that feel at all from the movie, or did it did it feel artificial like a, a movie typically does? Well, it to me it just it didn't really strike me as as you know being authentically '90s. I mean, there was no plaid shirts. Different '90s, baby. What? Would you prepare before you come to this podcast, no. please? Oh, oh. No, Alice in Chains was not the next to come on. Oh, oh then yes, it was very authentic. Yes. Uh, oh, and since I mentioned the script, by the way, did it? Did the movie make you laugh? I don't remember any point laughing. Okay, and I'm not being sassy this time, Stephen. Okay. I didn't know it was a comedy. <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm not even being like a bitch oh. this time. It's the truth. I didn't know. I am <laughs> just thought it was this really lame drama. Oh. You, you know, if something's supposed to be funny and you're telling me that to watch it, you need to tell me that too, because clearly... <laughs> No, I think you've broken Steven. I think I did. Oh, my gosh. You just reminded me. Look at his little face. He's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, you may remember the second play that I wrote in high school, which was I'll Be Damned. Yes. The female lead in that play didn't understand that it was a comedy either. And, and she, <laughs> she asked me to underline the funny parts and you just, and you just <laughs> funny. You just, you just asked me to underline the funny parts for you. I'm, I'm going to die. I'm dying here. Oh my I didn't know that was a service you provided. So can you I guess I'll, next time? Yeah, I guess I'll have to. Can, can you do the same thing for me with Big Bang Theory? Just oh, yeah. <laughs> underline the parts that are supposed to be I funny. I like that show. It's funny. Uh, okay, all right. I'm, all not the, I'm not the person to ask for that one. because I, I think that's a funny show. <laughs> Funnier than she done them wrong. I'm dying here. Dying. <laughs> okay. Uh, not all your love, Stephen. We're tired of your love. You're tired of my love? Um, I, I, you just drained all the love out of me, so I guess that is the end of it. Can I be angry the now? End of all love. Yes, yes, Aaron. It's time for you to be angry. Go yes. Ahead. Okay. Give us your so, anger. So first, I just 
my list is so long, so I'm just going to, it's hard to narrow it down to three. Um, okay. She gives me faith that I too can think of myself as hot when I'm 75 years old. When, when she gets out of the carriage and pulls up, like keep in mind, men have been just talking about her yes. for what clearly was about, you know, 45 minutes is what it felt like. Yeah. I literally thought when she gets out, is that the girl's mom? <laughs> so, you know, and, and, so, and, and, you know, and I hate, I really don't like making another woman like the butt of humor, but on the same token, you've got all these men throughout the thing talking about her. Like she is some hot to trot 20 year old and she's not. And she struts around for 60 minutes or whatever, like she is. And it's like, well, I wish I had yes. that kind of like ego, but I don't. I'm 46 and I, I don't even have that much. But yeah, she clearly thinks that she is just hot as can be. And I, I hate to break it to her. <laughs> that ship sailed a long time ago. I, I hate to, I hate to do this to you, Stephen, but I totally agree with that. Thanks, baby doll. I'm, I'm, well, I, I, I'm, I'm aware that she's almost 40 in, in real life. And she no. was almost 40 in real life. Yes, she, she was, was older than that. Don't oh, lie to me. I thought uh, she was she, in her 40s. I thought she was clearly in her 70s. Have you fact checked that, Stephen? She was uh, born in 1893. Uh, th that could be fake news because she did, uh, I believe, lie about her age. And she was very vain in real life. Oh, and... That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> she was vain. And she was also very oblivious to her age much, much later. I think, I, God, I think she, she was in her 80s when she was talking about a biopic of herself and someone asked her oh, well who would play you and she said well i would play me who else would do it <laughs> you know there's this um i don't know if you'll kind of get the the reference but there's this kind of viral video that it's been around a long time where this lady sings a song called three second rule And so for any of us is kind of a stretch. Yeah, singing is, is I'm being kind because she seems like a very nice lady. She, People she were very mean to her. Yes. And that's not all right. But she caused them a lot of pain with her singing. Yeah, to be fair. But, but she was a, a, an older woman who was behaving in this video like she was about 20. And um, I just, so the whole time I, I'm watching Mae West strut around and I expect <laughs> her to go three second rule. <laughs> like the one that in school. I mean, so basically, and that's what she sounds like. So anybody who's listening, all two people that might be listening now, check that video out and then get back with me. Well, and you'll well, know those what I'm two people about. Are, are Stephen and me. Well, so. there you go. Stephen hasn't seen it. So anyway, it just she seemed out of place for the character, even though I understand the character was supposed to be her. Um, it, it was distracting. It's not a great movie anyway. 
but but instead of adding it, it, it she just distracted for her own movie. <laughs> I don't know how you can do it. I he managed to my do my feeling is, and I think this is a general impression. I mean, nobody nobody calls her the most beautiful woman in films, of course, but she she pulls it off. She makes you believe it. She she like I said, she's a force of nature, and she she just makes you believe, except that uh, a man like a young Cary Grant and uh, Gilbert Rowland could be madly in love with her. And also that 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 comes off to me as part of the comedy. I don't know if that was really Mae West's intention. And maybe she was a little bit more plausible in this role when she was doing all her plays in the 1920s. To me, it's just part of the comedy. It's not that I'm laughing at her, but I just really admire uh, her personality, her, her, her force of will. You know, it's almost as if she's uh, forcing herself to uh to be the person that she's really not and because she's not 20 yeah well i i i accept it i i accept it and i i guess i mean people over the decades have absolutely loved her uh so i guess they accept it i don't know what her reputation is like at the moment because i was very surprised that the IMDb rating for this film was uh, 6.3. Which I'm is very, surprised very low. too. I would have given him like a three. <laughs> which is very, very low for a movie that's considered a classic and still is much beloved. I thought maybe it's uh, maybe it's now hated. Maybe maybe you're the majority opinion on this. Yeah, I think uh, I gave it a four. Did you? Yeah. I didn't even bother rating it. I don't want to open the app up. <laughs> so my other thing, I'm gonna cut you off, Stephen, because you talk a lot. <laughs> How dare you talk in your own podcast? Yeah, it's almost like you want your name to be first or something. Okay, um, and the rest is allowing you to speak now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I found actually really annoying was her little tagline about "Come up and see me, come up and see me." About the twentieth time she said that in an hour. Josh, I said, I feel like she's that comedian who was like, you could be a redneck. You could be a redneck. Like, that's all he had to offer. And for her, <laughs> this one line over and over and over again is all she's got going for her. If you and, come up and see me sometime, you might be a redneck. <laughs> so anyway. I'm dying, I'm dying here. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah, I, I just it, it, it was so repetitive and it's like, OK, we understand that this is this is your tagline, but you don't need to smack us over the head with us every five minutes. And it just it's it's and it's not helping her think she's hot. I mean, it's like the whole thing was just uh, unsettling, like her attempt her attempt to be sleazy, I found a little bit nauseating. I, I, I am agreeing. I'm in agreement with you yeah, on that. It was that, just kind of like, oh, yeah. honey, you're embarrassing yourself. It's, it's, Stop. it's like with, when grandma drinks too much and she wants to kiss you on the cheek a little bit too, too much. Well, yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's a uh, good job, babe. Yeah. That Thanks for helping me out with that. That's uh um, and the and the other thing, now that your eyes are in the back of your forehead and you can't <laughs> handle anything a little more serious, I struggled greatly with the slang and the accents combined. Mm -hmm. I 
even though we had the closed captioning on, which I have to all the time anyway, there was a lot of people and a lot of moving parts and not a lot of time to discuss the moving parts because she was trying to be sleazy all the time. That I just couldn't keep up and I couldn't keep track because I, I don't know. I, the slang wasn't was the worst. Accents are one thing. But when I don't even know what you're referring to in a sentence, because none of those words she'd even go together. I don't I don't know. But maybe that was part of the authenticity that Stephen was talking about from the 1890s. This is how people talked. But what is sleazy did, slang in the sleazy slang? The yeah. sleazy. So they had to be authentic, even if you didn't understand it. That's your fault. Uh, I enjoy this slang quite a bit, even though I did have trouble uh, understanding it at one point. The person I had the most trouble understanding was Spider, who is Mae West's bodyguard in the film. He, in fact, he had a line very early on uh, where he was talking to the uh, the drunk man who was uh, filling up on the free food. Uh, he had a line very early on that I, I could not understand. And the subtitles, for some reason, got it wrong so that the subtitle came in way too early before he actually said it. And I had to keep repeating that, one, that that thing over and over again to figure out what he said. But I love colorful dialogue like that. So so for the most part, I, I did enjoy it very much. Uh, I don't think I would have had trouble with the dialogue later on, but I, I kept the subtitles on just in case. But I did have a little bit of trouble with uh, the spider at first. So more more hate, please. More hate. I can I take it. I think I gave you three hates She's already, hate. you know, so I'm going to let Josh talk because, you know, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, she's stolen some of mine, so I'm just going to touch on it. I'm sorry, a babe. Bit, but, um, it could be a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mae West in general, I, I am totally uh, in agreement with Aaron. I was I was really excited to finally see Mae West. And, and, you know, I thought that you had actually delivered us a, a good movie to review. Um, so. So, you know, and 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 in your defense, it, it was much better than any of the other ones. Uh, no, I take that back. It's not better than any of the other ones. It was better than most of the other ones. It was better than any of the ones we had watched since the first episode. Okay. How about that? But, but okay. she was like a woman who was really pretty when she was young and still. Yeah. Fought. And right. And I've definitely known people like that that were really pretty when they were young and just had not come to realize that they did not look like they were in their 20s anymore when they were in their 60s. Yeah, the, the soccer mom should not wear the same clothes as the teenager. <laughs> That's not. No, no, no. I don't think anyone should dress like teenagers. Teenagers? Even teenagers. <laughs> I didn't like the way that she just strutted around. And I, I found that just very irritating. Even even And, and that's not just because of of her not being appropriate for the role. I think it was just, I didn't like her whole shtick. I didn't like her sassy lines. And I, I didn't like, I, I just didn't like anything about her. I don't understand why she was so popular. I really don't get it. You hear about somebody, an, an actress, like for example, Marilyn Monroe, and then you finally watch a film with this actor or actress in it. And it's like, okay, you know, I want to see what all the fuss is about. And, and Marilyn Monroe, although I don't, I think she was a great actress and I don't know how many people do think that she had this amazing screen presence that you're just like, okay, I get it. You know, when you watch a Marilyn Monroe film. So, uh, Mae West was like, 
what the hell am I missing? Everything about her just irritated me, even if she was younger and hotter and more fit for this role. I felt the exact same thing that Aaron felt when there was all this buildup. She's so hot. She's so pretty. I'm so in love with her. And they're talking about this and talking about this. And this is huge buildup. And we finally see her. And it's like, Whoa, what? <laughs> it, it reminded me of the, the scene in, in uh, the room where everybody at the party is talking about Chunky Lisa. They're like, she's so hot. Look at her. Look how hot she is. I'm going, what, behind the Chunky girl? You know. <laughs> I can't I can't believe this. Maybe this maybe this is how people think now, because, again, this movie is supposed to be her best film and she has got a six point. Three. Oh, wait, this Three. is the best one? Yes. I thought this was like the starter pack. <laughs> well, it is. She she couldn't be at her best uh, after the first two films because of the production code. She was very much tame. My Little Chickadee, I believe, is a really good movie, uh, also starring W.C. Fields, but she can't deliver the kind of lines in here that she does. I thought there was a possibility that you two would be, would admire her sexual confidence, uh, her, uh, that's not confidence. That's delusion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not appealing to see grandma with an in a ninety going. Look how hot I am, yeah. boys. <laughs> oh, she, she, you know, she reminded me um, of uh, uh, Jack A. Harris from Two Two Seven. If you remember yeah. that show, yeah. and she just—it's just this. You know, unattractive woman strutting around, telling everybody to come up and see her sometime. And she wanted everybody everybody to come up and see her. I thought Jack Hay was pretty. What? Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was pretty. Oh, I, I, I never, I never felt that. I just, just didn't understand why. Yeah. She was just so sex crazed. She was very pretty. Okay. Another issue I had is, and you touched on this briefly as, you know, a thing that you didn't like uh, quite as much, Stephen, about um, the, the plot being a little convoluted. There were too many characters, too many key characters to keep track of. And I just, I felt like they were just like, uh, you know, hey, Jacobson, chick's at the door. What? What did, what did you say, Cummins? Uh, chick? Isn't, wasn't he with Spider? No, Spider's been uh, in league with Flynn. Flynn? I thought Flynn was supposed to be working with Gus. No, Gus is on the Hawk and the Duke. <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, he, who's the, wait, how's the, who, who's with it? You know, and it, yeah. it, it became very confusing. And I, I never really got who was who. In, throughout the whole movie. Well, and, they would talk about people that I don't think you had ever seen. Right. There were a lot of references of people that, yeah, I don't think yeah. had ever even been introduced. Which is really hard then because you don't have a picture in your head of who they're talking about as, you know, they're having right. you don't even bother to yeah, yeah, you don't even bother to try to remember those names. So they talked about the Hawk quite a bit. And I assumed right. the Hawk was somebody we'll never even see. And then, you know, I don't know if you want to spoil it or not, but, you know, the the yeah, go ahead, go ahead and spoil it. Yeah. yeah, that it's yeah, it's Cary Grant. We, we end up learning that that's Cary Grant, who we've known all along under a different name. And I don't know. I, I didn't like that. It was it was it was too hard to follow and just unnecessary, you know, but I, I like the idea of you know, coming into this bar and there being a lot of colorful characters and there are a lot of different deals being done and um, everybody has their own motive. But I, I just feel like it was done so much better in Casablanca 
that that is if you want that watch Casablanca and don't bother yeah. with this one, you know. Yeah. yeah it, um, it, 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 Aaron said in the very first episode that it's a mistake to talk about characters before they enter that mm-hmm. uh, no, that's not a hard and fast rule, obviously. And it, and it, it worked perfectly in the third man. Uh, right. Under different we, circumstances, under this different is one person they keep talking about through a bowl. Right, and it, it even works in this film in the sense that everybody keeps talking about. Uh, it's not lucky; she was supposed to be dying in Lel, but um, um, Lucy Lou something Lou. I forget, I forget her. It's Lou. Lucy, yeah, it's Lou. It's Lou. It's uh, uh, but everybody keeps talking about her, so there's a great buildup to when we see her, and that that aspect of the film is fine. We don't. Yeah, to... if she ended up being really attractive and worthy of all that praise, that would have worked really well. Yes, but you and I didn't like the ending either. Together, we were like, "What the hell?" We literally thought that was the dumbest ending and it yes. made no sense it's like yeah I, oh your punishment is being married to carrie grant oh, that's yeah. the thing that's like that's what I, they I found that extremely with. irritating you know it made total sense and i i told you i'd get back to this it makes total sense to me now that may west was behind this because it was just like the the mindset of some deluded grandma who can't accept that she's not past her prime and she just this idea that every man is in love with you even even the hawk who doesn't seem to like her at any point throughout the film he's totally in love with her every guy's beating down her door you know it just seems like a a project built around the idea that she wants to believe that she's so hot that everybody's life revolves around getting into bed with her i mean and poor carrie grant he's probably sitting there going well you gotta do what you gotta do you know just to get the poor man's career up and going. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. La- yeah later, he had a lot of uh, got to make out with a lot of hot actresses. And good so. he, at, for doing <laughs> this. He deserves it. <laughs> he, he, he deserves that reward after having to, like, sit that close to her and, like, kiss her and blah. <laughs> okay. She's, pretty, she's prettier than Randolph Scott. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but okay. Uh, well, yeah, we'll explain that joke later. Uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, so I just wanted to add one more thing because I know that um, I'm breaking your brain by criticizing uh, uh, Mae West. So I, I do. That, that is my prime criticism of the film. But also, I I, I did want to touch on the awful. Oh, oh Josh, I, I'm so sorry. Oh. Uh, I, I wanted to explain to the audience what what any what we're talking about uh, the movie makes it seem or Cary Grant makes it seem as if he's going to be taking her to jail but instead he's going to marry her and there's a little there's a little banter about uh, the fact that uh, that she is now his prisoner as his wife now you didn't mean to imply that she really that her character was really felt that she was in prison you just didn't like the banter correct Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you, you okay. Good. Okay. Uh, now you're about to say awful, awful, awful. <laughs> but no, thank you for explaining. I, I'm trying to work on that too, about not just alluding to something from a film that nobody has seen. And um, and now they're not going to see it. Yeah. yeah well, I'm trying to save them, but at least explain, you know, what, what the heck I'm criticizing. Another thing is, is there are a lot of songs in this film and they are all bad. They are 
excruciating sometimes, sometimes just mildly annoying and sometimes just excruciating because, you know, and I understand that we're it's set mostly and almost totally inside this nightclub. And, and we hear the, the songs and it, the main character is, is a songstress. And, but, but the music is just really, really bad. I think the worst is the guy um, who sings the song about life fading away. Um, the first the first song uh yeah yeah my life was fading away as i was listening to it <laughs> just that style of singing it, it uh it it was excruciating really excruciating and yeah i knew I think you played it, about the songs yeah and it was that style i think was it, it reminded me of uh, uh monty python's uh parody of that style yeah um they had a song called uh, uh never be rude to an arab that it reminded me of whenever they're singing i hate you a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every I, time i didn't know hate could go this deep but yeah, it can. I, I knew that Mae West sang some songs. I, I had seen this movie before, but it's been quite a while. It might have been 20 years since this movie. Her uh, voice is terrible. It, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That oh, I, awesome. Oh, it's just awful. It, I, yeah, it's just, I, I don't like the way she talks. I don't like the way she walks. I don't like the way she sings. sings. I don't like anything about her. You know, <laughs> and she has really good hats. <laughs> Like she's got the hat thing going. I'm a little jealous. Like if I but could she didn't get pick away- her hats though. She had to have pay somebody yeah, else to pick her hats. That was Edith Head. Yeah. yeah. So you know, like Edith Head's choices. Can you of imagine hats. if I got to wear something like that just every day all day long? Like I could just go to the grocery with a big hat like that. Yeah, the one thing I love more than uh, film or or books or criticizing Stephen is um, <laughs> I love music, and my love of music has been slowly eroded oh, from no. watching Prairie Moon. Oh no, I had blocked that and, one out. And Terror of Tiny Town. Do you want me to yodel for you this. again? No, don't do it. I can do it. You're you're killing me. <laughs> I can yodel so, again. Okay, so I'm I'm here with my hates. I'm I'm very curious to hear your hates, uh, Stephen, for this movie. Okay, well, first of all, I wanted to say that my feeling about the songs that were not Mae West, especially that song that you brought up about uh, age. I don't know something about something about age diminished. My my feeling with that was that uh, those songs were deliberately bad and that they were making the audience laugh at at stupid old songs really they remember that was yeah that was definitely my impression because oh that would make more sense yeah it didn't seem to me like they were doing their best to make this style of singing sound great i think they wanted the audience to laugh at the silliness of it (laughs) Oh, okay, and so the the joke would have been that the audience in the film were going nuts over this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they, they were. Yeah, oh, thrilled. yeah, this is this is great stuff. But uh, <laughs> folks, we're talking about the uh, the audience at the nightclub the, within the reality of the film. 
the audience seeing the movie probably thought this these songs were ridiculous. But I do believe they were meant to enjoy Mae West songs. So, so it have been like uh, you know a film where audiences of today are, are seeing the Beatles and, and laughing. Oh, those Beatles! They were yeah. so stupid. No, but something like uh, Vanilla Ice, I, I would say, <laughs> might be comparable. I, I laughed at that in the nineties, though. I thought that was one of the worst things I'd ever seen. Right, right, and, and probably brand new. Right, and probably some people were laughing at these overly sentimental, silly songs. You know, this is just for the, the lowest common denominator, which is why all those groups in the audience in the film <laughs> were cheering it as if it was some <laughs> great thing. But yeah, I, I definitely had the impression that these uh, songs were supposed to be ridiculous and that well, only you, Mae West was the, was the great performer. Well, you should have underlined them. Yeah, I should have underlined the funny parts for you. <laughs> you know, I want a cane, a walking stick like Mae West. It's all sparkly and stuff so I can smack people with it. <laughs> I, I guess that it contributed to your feeling that uh, she was a grandma, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Just so. everything about her. Literally everything about her drove me nuts. Yeah. So are we still on my hates? Because I, 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 you haven't even started your hates. You, yeah. You get three hates, and that's it. Then you're done, and I'm hungry. Okay. Okay. Well, we've already we've already discussed that I have problems with the plot issues. There's a there's a minor point where where one of the characters uh, tries to commit suicide, and I think the joke there was supposed to be. What what happens is that, that a, a girl who has been who apparently is pregnant, I'm guessing, but who has given up her virginity to some man. Uh, she uh, <laughs> Stephen, she had been assaulted. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, oh, okay. I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll fill that blank in for you. Did you get that impression too, Josh? I got the impression that she she gave herself to him. No, her and she regretted it. Her shirt's all ripped. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh. Right. Oh, that's yeah, that's interesting. I actually didn't get that she was assaulted either, but I also didn't feel that she was pregnant. It didn't seem like that was the issue, just that she had given herself her virginity away and she was tainted now. I of don't think the rip, yeah, 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 you're right. The, the ripped clothes, I should have realized. She, I, I was just thinking that uh, she was in rags because she was poor, but yeah, I think you're that's, absolutely right. She wouldn't. Oh, have, that's what I was thinking too. Um, but she yeah. wouldn't, Aaron's right, because she wouldn't have come in with, with ripped clothing. So that's that's pretty sad. That's sadder than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, it didn't occur to me because she seemed to be blaming herself, but obviously that wouldn't be uncommon for a woman no. to blame herself. Yeah, so that's usually that how sense. it works, yeah. actually. No. Anyway, Stephen, continue with your hate. You hate yeah, uh, women I know, give their virginity away. I know you're hungry for the ending. Oh, but but uh, so there's a scene where she tries to kill herself, and the guy who saves her screams, "Spider, spider, spider!" Spider, spider, spider! <laughs> and I think the joke is supposed to be that he was saving her from a spider it, it, we were we were we were meant to think that at first oh god is that out, a joke i oh, that i that's tooth powder wow i uh, uh, audience we're not gonna bother to explain the tooth powder reference <laughs> it takes too long it's just um, the thing we say when, when the joke is I, I i could be wrong but uh when he was yelling spider I didn't realize that he was yelling for a character. Did you immediately realize that he was yelling for a character when he was yelling for Spider? No, but it didn't. I didn't think that they thought it was a spider either. 
I thought that's what they were going for. I could be very unfair to this moment in the film. Um, yeah, I did not get that. I didn't think that was supposed to be a joke. Uh, there's also another moment where uh, a character comes in. He's hiding out from the police. He's desperate. And Cary Grant told him to go upstairs and hide himself. And it looked to me, maybe, maybe I just wasn't looking closely enough, but it looked to me like he fell down the stairs and was slightly visible through the rest of the scene. Did you notice that? Oh, no, I didn't see no, that. No, I didn't see it either. Okay, maybe maybe that was... Um, I, I, I meant to uh, wake up earlier and watch this twice, but I really, really overslept, so I, I didn't get the chance, but I wanted to rewatch that. It could uh, that, have been one of those moments where I was just staring off into space <laughs> out, of, yeah. out of pain and agony. Uh, she, she was so disinterested because Mae West wasn't in that scene. So. Yeah. Uh, this is so sad. You know, what's very funny is that uh, I really wanted my friend Jill. You you know Jill. Audience I like her. Jill, I've yes. never met her, Everybody but knows I Jill. like her. Uh, come up and see me. She sometimes. has never asked anybody to come up and see her sometimes. <laughs> no, no. Because because she hates Mae West and uh, I, I I didn't even bother to ask because I knew there was no way but I really would have loved to have her on this podcast because she thinks Mae West is hideous and it's just ridiculous that oh my God uh, I love Jill and <laughs> you know there's really only three people on this podcast so can you call Jill because I'm thinking you need to go make a sandwich or something <laughs> yeah yeah. I, I thought that uh, it really would have been good to have one person hating Mae West. <laughs> I was hoping, <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that you guys would actually like it. And uh, but I didn't need Jill at all. Sorry, sorry, Jill, if you ever listen to this, I didn't need you. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and she's she's she she doesn't need an apology because she would not have wanted to see the movie. And if I had, I would have had to pay her, I think, to watch this. She absolutely we, hates me. Whoa, West. whoa, whoa. Is money an option? I didn't <laughs> no. know that was a thing. <laughs> Maybe Dogecoin. That's about it. Okay. Uh, this is the most I'm depressing sorry, episode yeah. we've done so far. I may attempt suicide like the girl in this film. I don't, I just don't know. Spider, what... spider, spider, spider. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is horrible i <laughs> love this film uh what's your what's your th uh, first of all where are your thumbs pointing mine's up <laughs> oh mine is down down for me as well okay uh this movie is uh challenging two in the dark which has been our champion since episode one so do we pardon she done him wrong or do we condemn she done him wrong which movie today is going to die pardon or condemn josh death to she done him wrong major Aaron. death for she done him wrong major death major death i want like a special kill move for death that one by coming up and seeing may west Every time. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, this is this is the first movie that I'm going to vote pardon for. Uh, for no, it's the very first because uh, even when even in the first episode when the Two in the Dark and Two O'clock Courage were competing, I voted for Two O'clock Courage. So this is the first movie I'm going to vote to pardon, and I am outvoted. Sadly. You know, the good thing for us about doing this podcast is Aaron and I actually, and you wouldn't know this, uh, listeners, uh, that 
uh, Aaron and I don't agree on a lot of movies. Um, we don't, <laughs> it, there's some overlap, but we, we have very different tastes in, in movies. But you have united us in, in a hate. way that nobody has ever done uh, on our movie interests. I think we have agreed on our uh, opinions of every single movie we've watched on this podcast. You yeah. know, I was feeling bad for torturing you two, but now I feel like I'm the one tortured. <laughs> Well, to be fair, it wasn't just you who tortured us. It was Mae West. Mae West as well. <laughs> and the girl with the big forehead. She was a little weird Yeah, we well. never touched on the girl with the giant forehead. Like, that was a little creepy. She was still better looking than Mae West, though. I know. I, I thought maybe it was the giant forehead lady that everybody was in well, love with. Well, if they had just given her bangs, she would have been stunning. Yeah. Her, bangs. Yeah, her, That's yeah. all it was needed. Other than her forehead, she was very, very attractive. Are, are, are you talking about the, the girl who was raped? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because she was the age and this and that of right, somebody right. that I would expect to play that part. Yeah. I, I just want to say really quick that it was interesting that she was not being prostituted. And I think that's just because the film couldn't get away with it. Did, did you get the feeling that that, that was what the corrupting influences in the film, that the two counterfeiters we're going to do to her. We're going to make her into a prostitute. The plot was so convoluted. There was there were so many things that I did not follow. So that, I'm sure that was one of them. Yeah, I okay. just assumed they were making her some sort of mule. You know, y- yeah, uh, that's... you know, one of those like a like a grifter of some sort. I, but I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought because there was so much else going on. There's there was so much annoying you and you you hate Mae West even in her very youngest. This is a uh, short one film where she plays uh, a supporting role. This is the very youngest you'll ever see her. So Oh I no guess, way. I you are lying goes, to me. <laughs> I guess I guess it just goes downhill from from here. Are you so. kidding me? This is her. This is her. The, you are a liar. You're a now, liar, Stephen Sperling. No, no, no. She she made she made her name on uh, in vaudeville and Broadway and on Broadway in the 1920s. So she did not become semi-famous, I guess, uh, at this age. But this is when you know she blew up around the world. And everybody knew who Mae West was because not, you know, not that many people could go to see a Broadway show, but everybody can go see a movie and they were cheap. Movies were cheap. And I guess Mae West was pretty cheap. And I guess uh, clearly (laughs) this is a very cheap attempt to get you to finally uh, give thumbs up to a movie. I'm sorry, Stephen. We just can't do that. Yeah. So far, we've besides my thumbs, we've only gotten one other thumb up. That was for the champion, Two in the Dark. And that was from. Josh, Aaron has still not thumbed up any movie that we've seen. And I'm the one who has the reputation of hating all movies, but I I did give one of these movies a thumbs up. Yes. It was a very mediocre thumbs up, but still a thumbs up. Uh, I thought it was, I thought you did a very good job thumbing up, Josh. Don't, don't call it mediocre. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm very sorry that we got delayed today. I'm very uh, sorry for the film. I, once again, I didn't think I'd have to apologize for this one. Sorry for um, your existence. Yeah, sorry for your, for your hunger. And it is now a half hour after you had planned to eat. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, okay, uh, please join us next time, folks, when we will be... Re- Please join us next time, folks, when <laughs> we will be. <laughs> All right. I'll try again. <laughs> uh, please join us for the next episode, folks, when we will be reviewing Alice in Wonderland from 1933. Until then, I'm Stephen Sperling. 
I'm Aaron Paris. And I'm still Josh Sperling. Goodbye, folks. Come up and see me sometime. I'm so surprised.